All right, you're a rambunctious group this morning. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you, it's so good to see you all in the house of God, ready to receive the power of the word, to go back out into your world after we're done today and take what you get, what you get today and apply it tomorrow and apply it in your future because it's the power of the word that's going to make the difference in every area of your life. I can promise you that. Before I get started, I wanted to say something. Is that okay? Can I just be a little vulnerable? Lydia, your mother, Jerry, you blessed me uh, so much. Yeah. And uh, we were in service Wednesday, and if you haven't been to these services, I encourage you to come out. And I witnessed you standing there worshiping the Lord after a lifetime of serving God. And it touched my heart so much that I just wanted to be able to look you in the eye in front of everybody in this church and honor you for the work that you've done your entire life to honor God, to please God, to raise your family the way you raised them. And I started to think of probably all the difficulties that you faced in your life and all of the challenges. And here you stand today, worshiping the Lord. And I just want to thank you for that, Jerry. I want to honor you for that. It's what life's all about. It's not about just getting through and getting by. It's about being whatever age you are and looking back in your life and saying, you know what? It wasn't perfect, but it was perfected. And you know what? I, I'm, I, whatever stage of my life in, I'm still willing to stand before God in the simplicity of just saying, you know what, God? I want to worship you. I want to honor you. I want to lift my hands to you. I want to have sincerity of my love towards you for all the things that you've done in my life to this point and all of the amazing things that are yet to ha happen in all of eternity with you. It's such a pleasure to witness that, isn't it? It is. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Barb, excellent uh, word to the body this morning. She always steals my messages. Praise the Lord. We don't talk about what I'm going to talk about or she's going to talk about. But what I heard her say this morning is at the center of what I want to talk with you about this morning. The title of this message is The Work in the Middle. It's the work in the middle. Sometimes we get excited, you know, we just passed the new year, didn't we? Set these new year's resolutions, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Praise the Lord, this and that and the other. But none of that's going to matter if you don't work and do the work as unto the Lord in the middle. You see, it's the work in the middle that's going to make all the difference. Got a little joke for you. What do you call a fish with no eyes? You call it fish. I'm not much of a comic. But you can see the importance of the eye in the middle. In the middle. 
And if we don't get the middle right, it won't matter what the beginning was. won't matter what the end will be because we're living a life, and many of us do, and I do as well, where it's void of my understanding of the influence and the power of the gospel to help you to overcome. I live by a philosophy from my own life, and it's my best plus God's grace equals more than enough. But my best without God's grace does not equal the same result. There's a scripture that's found in Proverbs verse 10 in verse 22, and it says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. No sorrow. If I were to poll everybody in this room this morning and ask you, did you have sorrow this week? Did you have disappointment this week? Did you have times this week when you were feeling unfulfilled, unappreciated, unwelcomed, unwhatever, which caused you some amount of sorrow? My guess is we'd all raise our hands. This isn't part of what I will have on the screen, but the, the, the scripture actually goes on and says, doing wrong is fun for a fool. But living wisely brings pleasure to the sensible. The fears of the wicked will be fulfilled, and the hopes of the godly will be granted. We have to begin with the understanding that we are blessed of the Lord, and because of that, we are rich. So you could say, well, I'm not rich. I'm, I, I've got you know, $200 in my bank account, and I don't know how I'm going to make rent. doesn't change the fact that you are blessed, and because of that, you are rich. It doesn't change that. Your, 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 your current circumstances are there to be subject to change by the influence of your faith in the blessing to lead you to exactly where God would have you to be. But if we don't do the work in the middle, right? So there's going to be many things that you're going to have to do, that I'm going to have to do, that those watching are going to have to do, but that work in and of itself is not enough. Faith without works is dead. Works without faith is not pleasing to God. It's impossible to please God without faith. I want to remind all of you that the purpose of Christ, the purpose of, of Christ being sent by God was to give you, the non-Jewish people, that's me, access to that blessing. That scripture that I read to you is actually a reinforcement of a scripture that was read or written in Genesis. It says that he blessed them and commanded them to go into all the world and, and, and to reproduce themselves. That, that's, that's the intent of God. 
He didn't create you to be less than that. He created you to be that and to receive that. Isaiah 55.11 says this. It is the same... It, it is the same with my word. It says, I send it out, the word, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish everything that God intended for it to do, and it will prosper everywhere that he sends the word. Well, that's an awakening. That's an awakening to say, wow, you know, God gave me his word. Wow, I've got this problem. I've got this sorrow in my life. So if I have that, I can then go to the word of God. Google's your friend here. Scriptures 4, right? Name it. You get all the scripture you're going to need. And That word is not just there to say, okay, well, I read it, now I know it. It's then to go, okay, that's part of the blessing that I've already received. That is part of the blessing. And if that is part of the blessing, I need to do everything that I can do in the middle part. But then I also have to trust and believe that that blessing is going to do the things that I cannot do. In the Old Testament, they could not name God. They couldn't utter His name. Couldn't do it. And it was because there was such honor and reverence and lack of understanding of really who he is and, and how he operates. I wonder sometimes if we've lost that reverence. I don't need to understand how God's going to do it. I don't need to understand that. I understand parts of God, revelation that has come through the word of God to reveal to me, to you. I can understand those things. But I cannot understand the sovereignty of the supernatural part of my existence where anything is subject to change, where I can be about my way in the middle. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's where you're at right now, I promise you. It's great when you're starting. It's great when you're on top of the mountain. It, those are wonderful experiences. But if you're not careful, you'll learn to live your life that way. And you're going to forget the most valuable part. And that's going to be the work to do in the middle. And God isn't going to do something for you that you're not willing to do for yourself. There is your part and there is God's part. You can't become so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good, and you can't be so prideful that you don't expect God to do what he's supposed to do. It's the work in the middle. My best plus God's grace, which I am fully expecting, I am moving forward in my life understanding that the word of God, eternal, before there was a before, 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 into eternity and beyond, those are eternal things. And how many people know that God established a beginning? He has established no end. 
no end. Some of you all think you're going to become chubby angels floating around on clouds in heaven someday. I promise you this much. You are going to have so much purpose, so much work. I mean, if you think you're just going to kick back and sit in a mansion all day, praise the Lord, that can get boring really, really quick. Now, you've been given a mind, you've been given a soul that is being regenerated and getting it prepared for entering into heaven. And once you're there, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do. We have a universe to figure out. We have, I mean, and when you start to think of the universe, it's actually expanding all the time. They've, they've confirmed this. Trust me, you've got an eternity of stuff that's still growing. And all that stuff that's growing actually started at the beginning, in the beginning. The Bible actually says right here in Genesis 1, 1, 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of those waters. In the beginning, Paul, me, was formless was empty. Darkness filled my life. And I had no idea why. I was born into a sin nature. But guess what? The Spirit of God was hovering, was available. And I have been changed. Not changed just so I can get through life. Not changed just so I can get some stuff. Not change so that, you know, I can be pleasing to you and you can just be pleasing to me. No, I was changed for purpose. You were changed for purpose. And it's time that we as the body of Christ begin to awaken and begin to understand that, hey, I've been empowered by the power of the gospel. Nothing missing, nothing broken in my life. Now, that's a finished work, right? But I've got to begin, you have got to begin to say, you know what? I've got my part in receiving that into my life. Word cut you, man. It'll cut you, but it'll also heal you on the same side. It's amazing how so many people who have received the gospel and received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, been empowered with everything, the blessing, right? It, it never returns void. It's always going to happen. It's always preceding you. But sometimes in the middle, we settle. Settling is applying both good and evil into my life. It says, well, if it wasn't for this. Well, if it wasn't for that. Well, if things were only different. Well, if, you know, uh, we had a different president. Well, if we had this. Oh, if we had that. No, 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 no. As for me and my house, regardless of what's happening out there, we'll serve the Lord. I'm not subject to the government. The government is subject to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. 
But they have so much power. They have so much influence. They have blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Never forget the sovereignty of God. He turns the hearts of kings. Yes, he does. And so you've got to get out of this mindset of if it wasn't for this, then I would have that. That has nothing to do with the blessing. That has to do with sorrow. That has to do with pain. That has to do a lot of stuff in the middle. And the middle's all you got. It's all you got. You got to learn to grab a hold of the middle. You got to learn to say, you know what? No to the devil. Yes to the word. And it's not perfect, it's perfected over time. And pretty soon we all start to come together around the same thing, which is the power of the gospel that we all carry. Wow. How, how, how powerful the church could become in that moment. I don't have to pick a side anymore. My side is God's side. My side is this is what the Word says. I don't have to apologize for it. I don't have to you know, walk around on tiptoes with that. I don't have to do any of those things. In fact, if people really understood the power of the gospel, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be an argument. If, 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 if the worst sinner in the world had, had cancer... And all you said was, you know what, I believe that God sent His only begotten Son so that He could restore what He gave Adam and Eve in our modern day world. I believe through that you can not only be saved and go to heaven, but it also says right here, by His stripes you were healed. Who wouldn't want to be healed? But it's all going to be the work in the middle. There's little middles, right? Right? There was you getting up this morning, cranky. Maybe your NFL team isn't doing as well as you thought it was. But somehow, after that, you decided, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to get in my car or I'm going to sit in front of my computer or my phone right now. And I'm going to receive, see, the Word of God. That's part of the big middle, but it's a little middle as well. We've got lots of little middles. We've got medium littles, right? Got large middles. We also have eternal middles. What I would challenge everybody in this room to do is begin with the, inter- the eternal middle. Put that out as your forefront of why you're going to receive the power and the influence of the gospel to do what it can do as you do what you're going to do. And trust me, no matter what you do by yourself, it isn't going to work out. Trust me, there's no amount of sorrow that you would add to the blessing that's going to contribute to anything good whatsoever in your life. But that's you flipping the switch. I'm not going to choose the sorrow any longer. And trust me, the sorrow is going to come. I mean, it's relentless. Don't misunderstand me. But at the moment of awareness, you can choose something else. Yes, you can. Well, no, brother, you don't understand my situation. Well, your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own actions 
led you to a result, and if that's possible, then if you were to change your thoughts, change your feelings, change your actions, then some other possibility could happen, true? We all have to wake up to the realization that you are the boss of your life. <laughs> You're it. You're it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's for the believer. That's for the person out in the world and everybody in between. What's coming out of your mouth is coming out of your heart. And isn't it interesting that God created the heavens and the earth by speaking, and you were created in the same image and the same likeness as God. Listen, you can make better choices. You can you can get up with the joy of the Lord every single day. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, but this person did. Yep, but guess what? Praise the Lord. I forgive them. Praise the Lord. I pray the gospel, the power, the same power I carry, fall all over their life. Praise the Lord. It's not their fault. Listen, we don't fight people. We fight spirits that motivate people. That person that's hurting you is probably hurt. Probably needs deliverance, but we make it all about the problem rather than about the deliverance. It's the work in the middle, guys. I promise you that. So begin with the eternal. Don't begin with, I got to get up and go to church. Man, what a drag, man. What a drag. Now, I'm doing this for benefits. I'm doing this to become fulfilled. I'm doing this to receive the blessing of the Lord. Like I want to get myself out of the way so I can get God at front and center of my life. That's my goal. He doesn't want anything from me. He wants to give you everything based on what he gave to Adam, based on what he gave to Eve, and what he's restored in you through the power of Jesus Christ. Man, it's not a very popular message. It's the only one I got. What I'm talking about is the only one I've got. It's not a list of do's and don'ts and what ifs and everything else. No, just get your heart right towards what God has empowered you for. And then go out and work hard. Set the standards of your life before someone or something else does it for you. You set the standard for your life. Set it. Set it. Like a thermostat. No, I'm not going back there anymore. I'm not going to participate in that way of thinking anymore. I'm not going to participate in those behaviors. And I'm not just talking about the smoking, the drink, drinking, and carousing. Get that cleaned up. That's easy stuff. What I'm talking about is the power of the gospel. Me getting in the way of that thing, I mean having its complete power and influence in my everyday life. There's a beginning of everything, I promise you that. And you can get up today from this message and understand I have a new beginning. I have a new perspective. I have the power of the gospel gospel wow oh man like whoa and and listen it's got to apply to you before it can apply to someone through you I'm just saying I can't give you something I ain't got yet trust me 
this guy standing here, I still unfortunately have God in my box. I'm just telling you. You do too. Let's get him out of the box. Let's quit trying to define what God is. You have no idea. You have no comprehension. You have no understanding of that. But you do have the understanding of the power of the gospel. Where there is sorrow in my life, praise the Lord, that is the opportunity for the power of the gospel to heal me, to deliver me of that. Or not. Or I just say, well, God, just let's keep that for later. I'll come get you when I need you. We need God, hear me clearly, in the middle more than we realize. Way more than we comprehend. Get out of your head and into a life of empowerment of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Don't get tossed to and fro with every little whim in your life and this isn't working and that's not working. and never. No, praise the Lord. All things work together for good. Who love God. God, I love you. And are called to His purpose. What's His purpose? The blessing. God is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. His benefits are there. It's, it's, it's a free-for-all. I promise you, if I would have cart a million of Pastor Barb's dollars in here, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, look at her. She's like, well, praise the Lord. That's faith. If I were to cart a million dollars in cash and put it right here, right, I mean, right here, and I would just say, hey, everybody, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's a lot of money, Pastor Paul. Well, guess what? I'm glad you came to church today because you're, whoever can get as much of this and stuff it in their pockets, it's theirs. Yeah, that's exciting. Wow, I could get all that money. You got the same doggone thing. With the gospel, and it's way more than money. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm starting with something we all value, which is money, right? It's okay. I'm not in love with money, but praise the Lord, I ain't going to turn anybody down to give me money. I'm not going to do it. But I'll also say if I don't have wisdom, the chances of me keeping that money are zero, buddy. Zero. I'll probably end up with debt rather than the blessing. You see what I'm saying? So let's focus on this work in the, meeting, in the middle. You know, settling less for, uh, setting for less in the middle requires the knowledge of both good and evil. It really does. It really does. We, we, we are so empowered and equipped to be a human being because God created us that way. I can't imagine a God that would say, well, you know what? I can't wait to get up and create a human being and put them in a world of suffering. Can't wait to do that. It's not God's thought. It's not why he sent his only begotten son 
It's to liberate us from all of that stuff. Most people would say that the power of the gospel is too good to be true. Listen, I, I, listen to me. I would rather live my life to prove the gospel in my life and possibly lose everything than to live a life free of the influence of the gospel in my life. I wish I could just stand up here and tell you I don't have any problems. I wish I could just stand up here and tell you my life is perfect. No, but my life is perfected. And the only reason it's perfected is because I invite the influence in the middle of God in my life to say, God, I need you to do the things that I cannot do. I need you to handle things that I cannot handle. I accept the sovereignty of you. And you know what? If that sovereignty uh, makes me feel uncomfortable, so be it. I'm in for that too because I want to change. I want to become everything that God intended for me to become. And as long as I stay in the work in the middle, which is my works with my faith and my faith with my works, I know that there is no weapon that can be formed against me that can prosper. What could you accomplish in your life right now if you were to accept the influence of the gospel the way I'm talking about it this morning? What would become possible in your life? I not only think about, for my own life, what could be possible, I start to think about my responsibility in all of it. Whew, got quiet. What if I don't do this? What if I don't discern that? What if I close the door to God in that area of my life in my little box? Start to think about not only the consequences for your life, but the consequences for humanity. You don't need a microphone. You don't need a podium. You, you don't need any of that stuff. You just need to get up every day and say, praise the Lord. I walk in the favor, the blessing, the increase of God. I have dominion, power, authority, and abundance and operation in every area of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for sending your, your, your life here. And thank you for dying uh, for my sins. Thank you for liberating me from the influence of my sin. Reporting for duty, sir. What is it that you'd have me to do? Genesis 12, 1 through 3 says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go. Sounds like the beginning. Sounds like somebody with the gun, right? At, at the starting line. Bang! Here it goes. To the land that you already know about. To the place that you've already got perfected. No, it says... To the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of earth will be blessed through you. All the families. 
Like, you got to understand, he's, he's Jewish. And the last sentence there said, all the families. This was about as contrary to what he was taught since he was a little tiny boy as he had ever heard. There is no doubt in my mind that there are messages like this that are coming to your life from God himself. I want to do this for you. I want you to go, and I want you to pursue this thing. And I, you know what? I'm going to take care of your enemies, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and everything. You know what I mean? Sometimes we look at someone like him and go, well, you know, he was the patriarch. He's the inventor of faith, after all. Imagine Abram, in his life, could have just said, well, now's not exactly the right time for that. I've got a lot of things going right now. And I'm not sure that you quite understand my current situation. You ever been there? God gave you discernment for a reason. And yes, what Abram accomplished in his lifetime was fantastic, and it was amazing, and oh my goodness. But I also wonder sometimes as I scratch my head all the people that were before him that God had a plan like that for them too. He's not a respecter of people. He's a respecter of his word. You begin to scratch your head and wonder, huh, was this all about Abram? No. It was about you. It was about me. Imagine the discernment that you have. Imagine taking down the obstacles of your ego and your feelings to say, God, have your way in me in the middle. I need your help, not just today. I need your help my whole life. Because if I were to do the thing that you've asked me to do, it would turn my world upside down. And I would feel things about myself that I wouldn't be able to quite managed by myself, but I promise you, I promise you, everything that Pastor Barb spoke over you this morning is the truth that will make you free, not like free, free, and I'm telling you, you're going to bump into stuff on your way to the place that God will show you, you haven't seen it yet, you'll bump into things and those things will look bigger than mountains. And those things will feel like I'll never overcome this thing. But I promise you this much, you keep doing your best and allow and expect the sovereignty of God to do the rest of that for you. He will do it. You will find a place of liberty like you've never 
thought possible. We're all in the battle of good versus evil, high versus lows, pain versus pleasure. There's difficulty in lack, and I got news for you, there's difficulty in success. But you will overcome every single time. May not be the way you thought it was going to be. May not look or feel like it's working when God is working. But I'm telling you, your faith and your works in the empowerment of the gospel that God has for you in that sovereignty will make a way. I'm telling you, it'll open doors. It'll close doors. It will feel uncomfortable. It will feel unnatural. Praise the Lord. We're not after the natural. We're after the supernatural. Let's get fighting in the middle, amen? James uh, 1, 2 through 8 says, Dear brothers and sisters, is that you and I? Yep. When troubles of any kind come, when are they going to come? In the middle. (laughs) I promise you at the beginning it sounds like a great idea. You're super excited, can't wait. But when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity Wow. Where's the joy going to come from? The joy is going to come from the fact that I know that I'm operating with the blessing of God and the influence of God in my life through the saving power of Jesus Christ. For you know that when your faith, uh uh-oh, is tested, your endurance, oh man, what do you mean? I can't just snap my finger and it's over? It says your endurance has a chance to grow. It's simple. So let it grow. Let it grow. Let what grow? Well, your faith and your endurance. Endurance for what? To receive the power of the blessing in my life. Not not to get what I say I want. Not to get what someone told me that they want. So that my faith, my endurance can grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, complete, and have no needs. You will be. But... If you're not fighting with endurance for the right thing, which is the blessing, it's to become everything, God, you want me to become, right? And you don't have the faith for it, the chances of you developing yourself to be perfect, complete, lacking nothing are impossible. I promise you, you know what to do when you know to do it. I promise you, you do. And I know that sometimes you look at that and you think, man alive, whoo, I don't know about that. Don't get caught up in the big picture. Focus on what you need to do now, in the middle, right now, and let everything else go. Don't try to fight this thing by yourself. You've got the power of God living inside of you, and all it wants is complete influence, control over your life. And that way you get to become a true human being. 
A tree outside this building never tries to be anything but a tree. Don't strive to become something other than a human being, the way God organized you to become. Verse 5, it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Sounds like sovereignty to me. And He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone, perfecting you so you can perfect it. Man, it's good. It says, don't waver. I mean, don't come on now. Don't, don't, no, no, don't waver. Don't let this thing win again. Don't become sorrowful again. Don't, no, don't say no to the devil and yes to God. Don't waver. For a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as the wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their Lord loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything that they do. Question, what's the, you know, here, here, let me say it this way. What is burning in you will either burn you up, burn you out, or become the fuel to create it. Experience is the best and the worst education because if you're doing the wrong thing over and over and over again, you're not choosing the blessing in your life, that experience is providing a very, very poor education to you. Pay the price that's worthy of the outcome. Conduct yourself worthy of your desire. Value the dream more than the fear of it or what it will take to obtain it. Matthew 26, 39, he went on a little farther and bowed down his face to the ground, praying, My Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I will uh, do, yet, yet I want your will, the blessing, to be done, and not my own. That's Jesus. Whatever you want to receive in your life, you are going to have to pay the price. You're going to have to pay the price. It says right here that you must give and you must receive. Amen? It says Luke 6.38, give and you will receive. Your gift will be returned to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for even more running over, poured into your lap. The amount you will give will determine the amount you're going to get back in every area of your life. Take control. Take control by the power and the authority of the Word of God. Proverbs says a man's gift will make room for him, brings him before great people. Ephesians 4, it says... Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned about the truth, <laughs> we've, all we've been talking about this morning is the truth about you. That comes from Him. Throw off your old sinful nature. Let your old former way of life, which is corrupted by the lust of deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thinking your attitudes towards what you're doing and put your new nature created to be like God, 
truly righteous and truly holy in everything I'm going to do. Holiness and righteousness, I'm empowered by those things. Everything I put my hands to is blessed of God. Not because of my ideas, but because of His ideas for me. All I know to do is what I know to do. And I'm going to do that as unto the Lord. And if it's the wrong thing, God, bring me the conviction. God, bring me the discernment. God, let me know that I'm on the wrong path. And I will write my path. Give me just one more minute. It says, so stop telling lies. You don't need a scapegoat anymore. Stop telling lies. Stop it. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Man, they're suffering. They don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. Tell them the truth. We are all parts of the same body, and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Let it go. Let it go. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, and all a thief is is someone that's going to go and get something without the influence of God, I'm telling you. Quit stealing. I know it's tough, guys. Listen, I'm preaching to myself. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work. And and then give generously to the others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you... And that foul and abusive language is the stuff that's contrary to the blessing. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words can be an encouragement to those who hear them. Do not bring sorrow. There it is again. Do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. That's guaranteed. You all ready to do some work in the middle? You ready to work hard? Ready to get your minds set, set straight? Understanding that the power and the influence of the gospel, the blessing of God, is in operation and available to you every single day. I want to take this incredible opportunity to make sure everybody has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior because he is the empowerment to the gospel. I tell you, he's the releaser of it. He's the filler of it. He's the one that's going to give you everything you need. And it's important that you get your life right with God. Receive him but also receive all the benefits that that comes with. Amen? Let's all bow our heads. You can say this prayer together with me if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Empower me with the gospel. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Keep your heads bowed for a moment. If you said that prayer this morning, you meant it with all your heart, just slip your hand up. Just between you and God, I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Doesn't matter what I see, God sees it. You're about to enter into a brand new beginning. And guess what? You're going to control what that middle is going to look like. Release that control. Empower yourself with the gospel. 
work to receive the blessing and not the curse and let God become the supreme ruler over your life. He loves you with an everlasting love. Eyes open, looking around. You all ready to get busy and do the work? Let's do that work in the middle. Let's welcome Pastor Barb.